Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. No duh, right? Here we discuss everything from car news, culture, movies, stories, games, interviews, events, and so much more. Without further delay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to this new car special. Today, we're going back, going back a little over 10 days ago because there was, what was it? I think it was the New York Auto Show. And we got a lot of cars that came out of that, that auto show. I think one of, Probably one of the first North American ones of the season, actually. And one of those cars was the 2023 Jeep Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer L, as they gained 12 inches and the new inline-six turbo. Let's get into it. Jeep launched the longest model in its range, the Wagoneer L and the Grand Wagoneer L, adding extra inches in both the wheelbase overall length of the... That's a bit of a weird sentence. In both the wheelbase overall length... Well, overall length and wheelbase length are two different things. In both the wheelbase and overall length of the full-size SUVs while introducing a new twin-turbo six-cylinder engine. They're going up against long wheelbase SUVs like the Cadillac Escalade ESV, the Chevrolet Suburban, the GMC Yukon XL, the Ford Expedition Max, and the Lincoln Navigator L. Both the Grand Wag- no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Both the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer L have a 130-inch, 3,302mm wheelbase that is 7 inches or 178mm longer when compared to the regular Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer that debuted last year. Thanks to the stretched rear overhangs, the overall length is extended by 12 inches or 305 millimeters up to a massive 226.7 inches or 5,758 millimeters for the longer Grand Wagoneer L. The size difference adds around 200 pounds or 91 kilograms to the weight of both models, reaching up to a massive 6,704 pounds or 3,041 kilograms for a fully loaded Grand Wagoneer L. Naturally, all this extra sheet metal results in a larger cargo space, which has grown by 15.8 cubic feet, or 447, 447 liters. It says, I thought it was IT for a second, but I think it's a lowercase L and T. That's, I just got confused. Depending on the seating configuration offered with up to eight seats, the Wagoneer L offers, 42, offers between 42.1 and 130.9 cubic feet or 1,192 or 3,707 liters of luggage space, while the Grand Wagoneer L stretches between 44.2 inches to 100, no, yeah, 44.2 to 112.9 cubic feet, I got that wrong, or 1,252 to 3,197 liters. Those figures are quite impressive, but still come short of the Chevrolet Suburban's maximum capacity of 144.7 cubic feet or 4,090. 4,097 liters behind the first row, even though the long wheelbase Jeep models beat the competition in terms of three-row layout cargo space. Another practical trait that comes with the L badge is a set of storage compartments in the third row, with a combined capacity of 0.12 cubic feet or 3.6 liters. The rest of the interior is carried over from the non-L variants. From the outside, the extra length is quite noticeable since the, since the door shut lines are not touching the wheel arches anymore, and the third window is a lot larger. Automotive News reports that Mark Allen, Jeep's head of design, describes the result as elegant, with his team trying to avoid making the SUVs look like a school bus. Jeep has also added a dark-themed carbide trim for the Wagoneer L with gloss, back, gloss black accents, which will also be available for the regular Wagoneer starting from the spring. The Grand Wagoneer already has a similar blacked-out obsidian trim that could be offered for the Grand Wagoneer L, although the trim structure is not clear at this point. The two SUVs are not only longer, but are also more powerful than their regular wheelbase siblings. 
thanks to Stellantis' new twin-turbocharged 3.0-liter inline-six Hurricane engine. These are the first models to be offered with the new mill, which comes in two different power outputs, exclusively made to an 8-speed automatic gearbox sending power to the rear or all four wheels depending on the trim. The twin-turbo 3.0-liter Hurricane produces 420 horsepower or 320 kilowatt, no, 313 kilowatts or 426 PS. Happy heavy day, everyone, 426 and 468 pound-feet, or 635 newton-meters of torque in the Wagoneer L, and a more impressive 510 horsepower, or 380 kilowatts, 517 PS, and 500 pound-feet, or 678 newton-meters of torque in the Grand Wagoneer L. The performance figures of the six-cylinder engines are better than the V8s in the non-L models while offering improved mileage. More specifically, the Wagoneer L is rated at an estimated 19 mpg combined, while the Grand Wagoneer L at 16 mpg combined. Jeep said that the L's with the new engine offer between 1 to 2 mpg more than the shorter and lighter V8 powered SUVs. Towing capacity remains the same at 10,000 pounds or 4,536 kilograms. The automaker will also offer a limited run of Jeep Grand Wagoneers fitted with the 503 horsepower six-cylinder engine from the Grand Wagoneer L. The 2023 Jeep Wagoneer L and Grand Wagoneer L will make their world premiere today at the New York International Auto Show before arriving in U.S. dealerships in the second half of the year. Pricing has yet to be announced, but dealers expect them to be 10-15% higher than the regular wheelbase models. So moving away from the Car Scoops article, let's go to Motor One because in their article on the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer L, they have a table comparing the Wagoneer L, Grand Wagoneer L, Cadillac Escalade, Escalade ESV, Lincoln Navigator, and Navigator L. Funnily enough, the Chevys are absent, but I would expect, considering the Escalade's on the Tahoe platform, I'd expect it to be roughly the same. So let's see. So overall length for the Jeep Wagoneer L is 226.7 inches. Same thing for the Grand Wagoneer L. The Escalade is 211.9 inches, whereas the Escalade ESV is 227 inches. So just a little, so the Escalade ESV is just a little bit longer than the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer L. The Lincoln Navigator is 210.0 inches, and then, did I say pinches? I meant inches. And the Navigator L was 221.9 inches. So the Navigator L is the shortest in this lineup. Again, when compared to all the other elongated SUVs. Talking about the wheelbase, the Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer L have wheelbases of 130 inches. The Escalade ESV has a wheelbase of 134.1 inches, and the Navigator L has a wheelbase of 131.6 inches. So on the wheelbase front, the Wagoneers are actually the shortest. So let's see, cargo volume behind third row seats and cubic feet. The Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer L. So the Wagoneer L is 42.1 cubic feet. The Grand Wagoneer L is 44.2 cubic feet. The Escalade ESV is 41.5 cubic feet. And the Navigator L is 36.0 cubic feet. So here the Grand Wagoneers, or sorry, the Wagoneers have a pretty noticeable advantage over the competition. If we go to cargo volume behind second row seats, also in cubic feet, the Grand, uh, Wagoneer L is 85.3 cubic feet. The Grand Wagoneer L is 88.8 cubic feet. Very neat number. Then the Cadillac, the Escalade ESV is 94, no, not, yeah, 94.1 cubic feet. Definitely big time eclipsing the Wagoneers. And then if we go to the Navigator L, the Navigator L sits at 79.6 cubic feet. So not quite as big as definitely not nearly as big as the Escalade and not quite as big as the Wagoneers. Then we have cargo volume behind first row seats, once again in cubic feet. The Jeep Wagoneer L has 130.9 cubic feet of space. The Jeep Wag Grand Wagoneer L has 112.9 cubic feet of space. Cadillac 
Escalade ESV has 142.8 cubic feet of space. Navigator L has 120.2 cubic feet of space. So Grand Wagoneer L is definitely down on the competition here. Grand Wagoneer, or, no, 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 Wagoneer L is ahead of the Navigator L, but not ahead of the Escalade ESV. Ooh, we've also got some information on what four-wheel drive systems are going to be available. Let's jump into that. Three four-wheel drive systems are available. Quadra Track 1 has a single-speed transfer case. Quadra Track 2 has a two-speed transfer case and can route as much as 100% of the available torque to the wheel with the most traction. Quadra Drive 2 has an electronic limited slip differential at the rear and has sensors that can anticipate low traction situations and proactively adjust the torque split. The Wagoneer L comes standard with a coil spring suspension. The Quadra Lift air suspension is optional but is standard on the Grand Wagoneer L. The system has five height settings, including one that lifts the ride height by 2 inches, or 5.08 centimeters, for a total of 10 inches, or 25.4 centimeters, of ground clearance. Then we have that Carbide Edition. Let's dive into that a little bit more. The Wagoneer Carbide, Carbide Edition has some styling upgrades. It has gloss black parts for the wheels, the grill texture, mirror caps, roof rack, and headlight, uh, headlamp appliques. The grill rings are the color black onyx. Inside, the instrument panel and door panels have what Jeep calls a technical hydrographic finish. The upholstery on the seats is global black with stitching in the color smoke and the headliner is also black. The model comes standard with a panoramic tripane sunroof. The carbide will also be available on the regular Wagoneer this spring. The Wagoneer L will arrive with it in the second half of 2022. So I really like the horsepower of the Grand Wagoneer L. 510 horsepower, 500 pound-feet of torque. That's getting with the program. So I mean, especially from a from a 3-liter twin-turbo straight-six. Yeah, straight-six. Not a twin-turbo V6. Not like a Pentastar with twin-turbos added to it. A straight-six. You can bet that's going to show up in other FC, uh, Stellantis products, too. I'm re I am really excited to see what that shows up in. Apparently, the brake rotor sizes are as follows. 14.88 inches in the front. I think that's the rotor size, by the way. And 14.76 inches in the rear. So that's, that's bigger than Gen 5. Gen 5 Viper GTS, SRT, and TA brakes, and TA 2.0 brakes, for that matter. Weight is going to be anywhere between 6,069 6, pounds to 6,704 pounds, depending on the trim level, although I believe that's an estimate. Sounds about right, but again, I believe that's an estimate. So hard data out of the way, what do I think it looks? Well, they didn't really change that much from, from a normal Wagoneer or Grand Wagoneer, for that matter. It's just the only thing, once again, the only thing they really changed was everything from the rear passenger doors back. Wheelbase is a little bit longer. The rear window is a little bit longer. And that's that's basically it. It's just, it's really an elongated Wagoneer. Everything else is basically the same. Do I hate it? Not really. Not really. I Actually, they've got a photo of the short one and the long one. Short Grand Wagoneer and long Grand Wagoneer side by side. I think the longer Grand Wagoneer actually makes it look more like a Grand Wagoneer. Like, a, like an old school Wagoneer. Not, not enough. It still needs more old school touches for me personally. But yeah, that's, I like it. I like it a lot. It's pretty cool. I think, I, again, I think I actually prefer it because it fills out, I think it fills out the proportions of the Grand Wagoneer a little bit better. It's a little less stubby like the short one is. It's just slightly better proportioned. This, yeah, this looks more like a Wagoneer type vehicle. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I actually prefer this one. I wasn't expecting to say that because it's, you know, it's bigger. That would make it, sometimes when you make a vehicle bigger like this, it either, you know, it looks like a school bus or it's not proportioned quite right because it's now it's really, really long. Every window is, is almost, you know, it's the longest part on the entire car, which, yeah, that's the case here, but in a bad way. 
Like again, it's disproportionate to the rest of the car. But no, it, it this car really suits having more body. The only thing I guess I don't really like is how there's more rear overhang than before. Just a little bit, maybe overkill for me personally. But and I say overkill, but what I'm getting at is your departure angle has definitely suffered. Your departure angle has definitely suffered because of that. But yeah, honestly, I really, really like that. I would almost not be surprised if the L sells more than the short wheelbase one, just because it looks a little bit fuller. It's it's better proportion. It almost makes the car look lower. So rather again, rather than short and stubby and kind of tall, with the length, it's not streamlined. That really isn't the that really isn't the word I want to use. But the added length makes the car look lower. I hope I hope that makes any level of sense because with it, with the car with the rear being short on the normal Wagoneer and Grand Wagoneer, your eyes are really drawn to the height of the thing because they're not drawn to the they're not drawn to the length. They're not drawn to the vastness in length. So it makes it makes the vehicle look maybe a little bit taller than it truly is. Whereas having that, having more roof, having more rear, almost almost gives it like a teardrop, not teardrop, but yeah, it, it pulls the proportions outward. It pulls it back. It obviously stretches the car, and that stretch, it's almost like it's almost like if you were to play with play with dough, and you have like a ball of dough, and you pinch the sides and pull it out, and you know how the ball starts to shrink. Because you're pulling the material apart, that's kind of that's kind of the effect that L has had on the Wagoneer to me. It's made it better to me, better proportionate. Makes it look just that not physically low, not technically lower, but just not as tall because there's more length to go with it. But yeah, so I'm honestly I'm going to give it a seven point six, maybe a seven. I think I'm going to go seven point six. I'm going to go relatively conservative on this one. I like it a lot. Love the interior as as usual. But yeah, I think even on the normal Wagoneer, that's to me, that's definitely preferred. Yeah. 7.7. This this would be the way I'd have a Wagoneer, because that added length just makes it look less stubby, more more mature, I guess. It's a more matured design, whereas the shorter one is a little bit toddlery, toddlerish to me. Like I'm almost do I want to say clumsy looking? It's like it's like when puberty hits you and then you get a little bit taller or a little bit wider. Well, for men anyway, you know, uh, a little more muscular, a little broader, all that stuff, right? You kind of grew into your body a little bit more. That's what the L is like. It's grown into its design a little bit more. So, yeah, 7.7. Nicely done, Jeep designers. Interior... That really hasn't changed either, and that, what, did I give it like an 8 point? I don't remember what I gave it originally, but I'd give it 8.7, 8 because 8 I've, even, I've even seen the interior in the flesh, and woo-woo, that is a very, very attractive interior, just super hot. What's that Will Smith meme? Oh, that's hot. That's hot, yeah. Love, 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 love that interior. I, I can't get enough of it. I just remember when the DT Ram 1500 came out and how that was the best interior FCA at the time had done back then, and Grand Wagoneer just took that kind of interior to the next level, and I love that immensely. I'm also really excited for the new, obviously excited for the new twin turbo three cylinder uh, straights, not three cylinder, uh, three liter straight six. Excited to see what that. Excited to hear what it sounds like. Excited to see how it runs. Does it pull? What you know? What's the performance like? And I'm really excited to see what other products that gets put into. 
that is going to be so cool. In any case, though, I hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you did, please make sure to like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, share, and consider subscribing. And if you do subscribe, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Please make sure you hit the little notification bell and then all notifications that way you're notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but you don't have one on the Podbean mobile app, hey, not a problem. Boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I will see you all next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.